Hello, I'm Janelle Harris, and welcome to 501C TV, the podcast that talks to system leaders, thought leaders, nonprofits, and nonprofit partners to find out what's new in the industry and find out about the season's latest events and happenings. And today, I am super excited to welcome to the show Bailey Hughes with the hands and feet. Hello, Bailey. Hi, Janelle. Bailey is such a dynamic person to have on the show today. The amount of things that she has accomplished in such a short time are pretty amazing and incredible. And I'd like to get into that. Let's talk a little bit about where you came from, Bailey, how you got into this, what the hands and feet does. And then also we have an event that we want to tell you about at the end of the show. So yeah. So thank you so much, Janelle. Um, it's kind of a full circle moment because we met you a couple of years ago I know. through a Facebook group. Uh, go um, figure. I know. You so, had my heart right away. <laughs> um, so uh, I am a former foster mom and adoptive mom. Um, my husband and I started fostering in Palm Beach County in 2016 mm -hmm. and we fostered all the way up until 2021 we adopted four children um, they are now 10 and 8 biological sisters aria and asia uh, we have a four-year-old son named jude and mm -hmm. a two-year-old son named jonah um, after we adopted jonah we closed our foster mm -hmm. home um, we had given our time and our family was full our house was full but it's really hard to walk away from everything that you've seen when you fostered for such a long period of time. We've had children that have been dropped off to us, including all of our four adopted children, and they often come with nothing but the clothes on their backs when they're removed from tough situations, unsafe situations, um, and they enter foster care and are placed with foster families. That means there's no relative, there's no biological family, no non-relatives to be able to care for them. So mm -hmm. um, that means that we are the last resort um, for them to have a safe place to land. So when we would have children dropped off to us, it was such a struggle because they would come with nothing. Um, and oftentimes we make the joke that nothing happens before 7 p.m. I was just going to say, I, I always see on, on your posts and your emails and um, all of your alerts that you send out that it's never like a normal hour of no. the time no. of day or night. No, I feel like we yeah. all work the night yeah. shift. It, it totally, it's all hours <laughs> it of the is. night. Yeah. And uh, we had, while well, all of our children came to us in you know, rough situations, um, really the most prominent situation we had would have been in 2019, we, there was a little boy who came into care and we got a phone call. We had already had four children in our home at the time and they said, we have a two-year-old little boy he is at the shelter right now with his sister. Is there any way that you would possibly want to take placement of him? We said, we're really full right now. We don't have, we just don't feel that we have the capability of doing that. And so uh, that was at like six o'clock. Um, at 9.30 at night, we got a text saying, there's literally nowhere for him to go. He's sleeping on the office floor, um, which is <clears throat> at ChildNet, which is right, you yeah. know, right in West Palm Beach. And we just need somewhere for the night. Is there any way that you could take him? And so you're not gonna say no. Of course and not. So uh, we said yes, and they separated him and his sister. He came to us. Uh, he showed up by 10:30 that night. He was asleep in the caseworker's arms, and he came with absolutely nothing but the clothes on his back, um, which were too big and ratty. And I had nothing because we were not taking placements. Right. And I dug in the back of the closet, found one 
pajama that fit him and was like, I guess I'll figure this out tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, this was prior to COVID, before delivery services were all the rage. And yes. so it wasn't like you could just go onto Target and have it delivered in two hours. That was right. not a thing. Yeah. So I just knew that there had to be a better way, but I was in the midst in the chaos of foster care and I couldn't do anything about it at the time. So after we closed our home to fostering, um, I just felt like this need of children that come into care and they don't have the items that they need is such an important and vital part because there's so many other service agencies that do so much other stuff, which mm-hmm. is incredible, but where is that delivery service of the items? And in a lot of areas, especially Palm Beach County, there's you know closets that you can go to that are clothing closets and they have items there, but they're certain hours and there are only certain right items and so it was really hard for us to get what we needed and then we could spend a bunch of money but I mean that's money that should be used elsewhere to care for the extra child and the state does help but it takes a month of back pay so it's just a lot of red tape and I just knew there had to be a better way so my sister um, Mm -hmm. who lived with us at the time her name's Michaela uh, we Kind of had this idea like why don't we just offer the delivery service why don't we become DoorDash for foster care mm-hmm. is what we kind of yes. coined the term yes and um we were going to use foster closets that were already in the area and we were just going to be the delivery service and that idea uh was sparked in june of 2021 the very end of june um and by july 1st we had kind of realized that we were onto something our very first family that we ever served um, was a foster family who was taking in a sibling set of three. It was a 17-year-old who was pregnant with her one-year-old son and her 13-year-old sister. Mm-hmm. They were human trafficked from Guatemala and left in a parking lot in Lake Worth. Um, and so we got a call at, at 10 o'clock at night saying they're coming to this foster home. They have absolutely nothing. They're mm-hmm. with FBI and police right now. They're going to be dropped off the foster family only takes newborns. They've never taken teenagers. So oh we went to CVS because Walmart now closes at 11. So <laughs> you can't even go to Walmart. Come on, Walmart. <laughs> and apparently, if you needed to know this, CVS sells some random clothing items and <laughs> undergarments. Um, the things you learn. things you learn, At right? 11 o'clock at and night. And we delivered everything. Um, Michaela and I did at about 12.30 in the morning. And then we started... We made an Amazon wish list and we reached out on social media and the whole community just started to wrap around this family and we realized we were onto something. Which um, I think is how I ended up mm-hmm. finding you was through that post. So on one of the mom groups that I was on, you know, I'm scrolling through, it was late at night and I said, oh my gosh. And I, I told Scott, my husband, I said, this is genius because um, you guys had this Amazon wish list and uh, to be honest, who doesn't love Amazon? Yeah. And <laughs> I feel uh, truly that if you make it easy for people to give, they want to give. And also the thing for me that I saw was, you know, um, it's it's different when you're donating money or items that are going somewhere. Mm-hmm. You, you know you're helping. But um, there was a, you know, this was in our backyard. And, um, you know, these, these are kids that could be sitting next to yeah. my kids in class. And, you know, unbeknownst to anyone they're going through this uh, this this traumatic time in their background, and you know, to me that just struck a chord with me, and I was like, oh my gosh, this is this is awesome. Why did wh- how am I not seeing this? And mm-hmm. you know, literally went on, clicked on Amazon, select the items that you want, and boom, mm-hmm. they they were shipped, and you helped somebody, and you knew exactly who it was going to and what it was for, 
And I think it was just absolutely a genius. Yeah. And so that's kind of how like then I was like, then I was like stalking Bailey. I'm like, what is like, who is this Bailey person? And how is she doing this? And this is crazy. And, um, you know, and, and then after knowing you for for the last few years, it's just been um, your family is amazing. Oh, you. Like you guys are just such good people. And um, the short amount of time that you guys have been able to do this and it's just uh, such an easy recipe and I think that um, the community really wraps around you guys because a you make it easy and also you know you're telling the story and mm -hmm. I, and it's and it's it's our community mm -hmm. you know and that's what makes it so um, so uh, purposeful I think and, and why uh, so many people have wrapped their arms around hands and feet yeah and I think that's where we said we want to make this easy so yeah. after we had this idea that weekend I went on Etsy and I bought a logo and my Michaela said what are you gonna do with that and I said I don't know I guess I'll figure it out on Monday and we coined the term the hands and feet and that was really um, because you know our background and, and our our just personal beliefs are we want to be the hands and feet of Jesus but then on the flip side you know we also don't want that to be limited in any facade to anyone because we serve all families so now we while we have personal beliefs the organization as a whole is a you know there's no religious affiliation um, and we say a lot now that we are the hands and feet of the community mm -hmm. um, and we give people that way to wrap around and last month alone um, we will post these Amazon wish lists for children and, and it gets shipped directly to those families, which is, you, it's not coming to us, it's going to them. Um, and so last month um, we had over $9,000 purchased on Amazon, it, which is wild. It is incredible. And um, again, it's, it's also like a time factor. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't have to come to Bailey and then Bailey's got to find somebody to take those supplies directly to the home where the children are. It's like on your door yeah it's the door dash exactly or the amazon whatever exactly. you want to say and i think it's uh it's genius and um we'll talk a little bit about the growth that you've had because you're not just in palm beach county anymore uh, you're in three other count or two other counties so three counties total mm -hmm. and um again you guys this is two years i'm just saying like this is an incredible thing and and i want to back up a little bit and talk about um you know, uh, a lot of our viewers are, are uh, nonprofits and they might be a new nonprofit. So tell me a little bit about like maybe your top thing or maybe top two things about, gee, two years ago, I wish I would have known. Like what have been some of the challenges that you guys have, have had early on um, starting up a nonprofit? It's really difficult. In the beginning, we were all doing this full volunteer base. Mm -hmm. Right now, we have four employees and two part-time employees. Um, and I didn't know any. My background is education. I was mm -hmm. a teacher for five years. And I had a friend and said, I, I don't even know what to do to submit tax documents. <laughs> How do I do this? Yes. And so I think, you know, if you have this idea and you really want to go for it, mm -hmm. I think, I think, the first thing is make sure that there's not someone that's already doing it. Mm -hmm. Our thing is, is that there's many foster closets, but there was no one offering a delivery service. So Correct. that's our niche. Yeah. And while we're very niche because we only serve families that have involvement with the Department of Children and Families and have an investigation or are in foster care, that's our heart and soul. And we can't help everybody, Correct. but we <laughs> have other organizations we can refer out to. So I think that that's important to know what your heart and passion is mm -hmm. because you can want to do everything, but you're not, you, you can't do everything. 
Correct. Yeah. And, I, and I was talking to another nonprofit um, that does like refurbished medical equipment. And he said the exact same thing. He said, first find out if there's somebody that's doing this mm -hmm. that maybe you can partner and team up with. And to your point, in Palm Beach County alone, there's so many yes. um, agencies and nonprofits that, you know, there's probably a lot that you can you can work with lockstep at, to, to get your mission out there um, without having to recreate the wheel and do all those things. Right. So, um, but I, again, I will say I am, I, I tell everyone about you because it's, you're like, so it's such an impressive story. Um, just for all the things that you juggle, you guys, not only does she do all this, but she has four kids of her own. So let's just, <laughs> you have a lot that. of children too. Oh, so. but, oh, yeah. <laughs> we have a lot of kids combined, but it's, um, it's a lot. I mean, it's a lot of, a lot of time and, um, heart and soul and hard days and good days yeah. and good yeah. stories and you know, heartbreaking stories, I'm sure. But um, but it's uh, I, I'm totally impressed and I've always been impressed. I don't know, for some reason, I just was like drawn to you from that first post that I saw. Um, but tell me a little bit now about your expansion. So you guys, you set up your 501c3 and we talked a little bit about that. It became official on Valentine's Day, yes. which was super cute. Um, great day. And then from there, tell me about how you guys expanded. So I was... It's kind of like the the blind leading the blind. Um, I didn't know what I was doing, and two weeks later, um, someone, uh, her name's Kristen West, and she is a single foster and adoptive mom in the Treasure Coast, which encompasses four counties in the Treasure Coast. And um, she said, I wanna bring this here. The Treasure Coast is a unique area. It's very rural. The resources are very minimal. It mm -hmm. is. It is starkly different than Palm Beach County, but it's our neighboring county. Yeah. And so um, that reaches from Hope Sound all the way to Sebastian and all the way west to Okeechobee. And she said, I want to bring this here. And I said, okay, I don't know what I'm doing. So I guess we can figure this out together. Right. So two weeks after we launched in Palm Beach County, we also launched in the Treasure Coast. And I just was like, I guess we'll figure it out. That was our mission. That for me, I'm a doer. I'm not a thinker. Mm -hmm. I do a lot of things without thinking, which has gotten me in trouble sometimes, but <laughs> whatever. Um, so in this facade, it's paid off. Um, and then in January of 2022, uh, another really good friend of mine, another single foster and adoptive mom, and her really good friend, Katie, um, so Diana and Katie, they launched in Broward. And mm -hmm. so we have no intentions to expand any further. We feel that our heartbeat is here in South Florida. Yep. Do not ask us if we're going to Miami because the answer is no. I, everyone asked me that and I said, I'm sure. I have no intentions. <laughs> um, but we just, we are, our heart beats for South Florida. I did not grow up here. I grew up in the Midwest, but I've, I've, I've lived here since 2009 and I love it here. And the needs are vast and they will never go away. Correct. And you just, everybody, can do something and I got so frustrated when people would say that but then no one's giving you a way to easily do something and so maybe we use social media that's our way mm -hmm. of really telling stories mm -hmm. and we've we say we flip the script on foster care and the awareness of foster care because what we do is we take local stories that are happening that we really see we remove all identifying information so it's not so it's still confidential right. and we tell the story to mm -hmm. the community and say did you know that this happened in your backyard because people don't know and no they don't in foster care you know i i had someone say to me you know your social media is is such a damper and i said foster care is a damper to be quite honest you know yeah. it, that's even putting it nicely foster care is hard and it is 
difficult and it is traumatic and our mission is to bring some love and dignity and worth to those families by delivering everything that they need within 48 hours mm -hmm. to their family. Literally, before we walked in here, I had a mom who's struggling. She has an open case. She's trying to keep her child with her instead of her child being removed. She's going through a lot, and she said, I'm crying. The couple clothes you gave me are so nice, and I just can't say thank you enough. And for us, that took five minutes and a volunteer mm -hmm. delivering it. But for her, she said, someone showed up at my door and showed me that my community loves me. Yeah. And that alone makes more of a difference than what you're even actually giving them. And that's what I love because, you know, your your lists are so uh, comprehensive. There's, there's all different types of things on there. And it doesn't really take a lot like it's you know and it's it's a lot of different people kind of lending a hand so that the whole I like I love I love I love your social media I don't find a damper on it I think it's important to yeah. tell the story because just because you turn your eye and say mm -hmm. I don't want to see it doesn't mean it's not happening it is rampant around here and it's a lot and like I said because I have kids in Palm Beach County School District this could be their classmates mm -hmm. you know that's that's heartbreaking to me so um, I think your your social media is awesome. And um, the thing that I love on your social media is when you post a list and then it's like, boom, yes. list is fulfilled. And I'm like, I literally was just on here like 30 minutes ago. So it, it also gives me hope and faith in humanity yes. that there are so many really good people out there that you know, they might not have a lot of their own, but they are out, they are just out there. They're, they're giving and they're contributing the, the best way that they can with as little or as much as they can, which is, I mean, it was really, that's, that's community. I we mean, love it because we really call them great. our, we call them our little fairies in the night. We'll yes. post an Amazon wish list and nine times out of 10, it's, it's fully bought out. And a wish list usually is anywhere from a thousand to $2,000 worth of items that a whole family needs. And we'll go to bed and then the next morning it's cleared out. And so we call them our, our fairies in the night. We don't know who purchases it. Totally. Um, and it's just so cool because we'll have these massive amounts of Amazon packages that show up um, on people's doorsteps. And it's just such a, like, who doesn't love mail? And who doesn't yes. love things that you get to open for yourself? Totally. And it's these children that really haven't had that. And we really serve, so we're serving foster families, but we are serving a lot of biological families and a lot of relatives, non-relatives, mm -hmm. that the state does not support near as much as they do as licensed foster parents like Correct. myself. Yeah, and so. I think that's been, we're preventing removals, mm -hmm. um, which is a huge thing. If a, fam a child can safely stay in a home with a family, that's the best situation versus being removed. What would you say is the ratio of like kinship placements versus... So we just did our numbers last month. We served 277 children last month, which is the highest number we've oh ever gosh, served. Really? That's <laughs> it's crazy. That's incredible. Uh, it's a 31% increase from um, February to March, which is wild. Um, of those 277 children, um, there were approximately 10 foster children that were with licensed foster families. Um, and the kinship. 267 were either youth that have aged out mm -hmm. um, or they were with biological and uh, kinship placement. Biological families be, are our highest one. Um, we get referrals directly from anyone. Anyone can self-refer through our website, mm -hmm. but mostly child protective investigators Got it. Um, who are directly going into that home and they say there's a you know, the baby and the two-year-old are sleeping in the bed with the parents because they don't have a crib. So we're able to provide that crib, and then DCF doesn't, they can worry about services that need to be put into place, right. you know, mental health therapy, parenting classes, those kinds of things, versus not worrying about the small, little, tangible things you need. Right. 
Now, one thing I did notice um, when I was looking through your website, which I love, your website's awesome. Um, I love a good, I love a good nonprofit website. We just so redid it. I love it. I'm <laughs> giving you, I'm giving you kudos. It's, it looks great and um, a lot of really good information there. So we'll put that up at the end, uh, end of the podcast. But uh, one thing I did notice on there, which is a really uh, interesting area that a lot of people don't know or realize is a, is an unmet need, are the kids that are aging out of a foster program. So. Um, and what I what struck me on your website was that people can volunteer their time to be a mentor to these kids to to give them the life skills and the support and, and friendship even um, to get to get through and learn life skills that they probably don't have. Yeah, and I thought that was really cool because I didn't realize that you guys did that. Yeah. So, so our first program is our um, is our supporting hands and that is our delivery service that's our main mm -hmm. program what we do and um, our other program is called our guiding hands program and that's where we will take a youth that has aged out of foster care so when you are 18 you technically age out but the state still provides help until 22 mm -hmm. so they will provide you know housing or they will provide financial assistance mm -hmm. whether you're in school or you have a job and um, but what we found is that there's group homes in the county um, and that's where a lot of harder to place teenagers are mm -hmm. at and when they turn 18 on their 18th birthday their birthday gift from those group homes is to be kicked out um, yeah. which is such a fresh it's just horrible yes. um, i had a social worker tell me we were cheering the other day because they allowed her to stay until 2 p.m and i said are you kidding me on her 18th oh. birthday and so these youth literally can only take their clothes they don't they're not allowed to take their bedding or anything else and they're mm -hmm. moving into an apartment and they have nothing and so what we do is we have this program where we are referred different youth and we um have it started small but through a, a gift through one simple wish which is with another awesome organization and mary's giving fund which is a grant we've been able to provide 500 dollars per youth and then a volunteer can come in and they can take them shopping. That's and then awesome. that volunteer and that youth have the chance to get to know each other. Mm -hmm. And we hope that it cultivates a relationship outside totally. of it. But from a volunteer perspective, it's a short blip of time that you're not committed to forever. Sure. But you get to teach them like, hey, maybe don't get the $5 bread, get the $2 bread to save your money. Right. Yeah. Right. Exactly. And yeah. <laughs> maybe you don't need all like the fake plants for like yeah, decor. Exactly. Like, let's get some like cooking utensils yeah. that we can use or something like that. I, I think that's huge. I mean, um, and I thought that was really cool when I saw that on your website. So tell me about some other ways that um, people listening in that are in the area can help out if yeah. they want to help. So we have like really three or four very specific ways. We take gently used donations um, and we have drop sites all throughout Palm Beach County, Broward County, Treasure Coast. It's all on our website. Mm -hmm. We use Instagram for everything and Facebook. Um, so it's also in there. So we will take your gently used baby routine clothing, mm -hmm. baby gear, all that kind of stuff. Um, we have we love when people host drives for us. So whether mm -hmm. it's um, a school supply drive or it's a diaper drive, we think that that's just an incredible way to get everybody involved to give back. We also use volunteers to deliver the supplies mm -hmm. to families. We do not deliver them unless we have to. We use um, we use volunteers who will which is really cool because you get the opportunity to pick up the items that we've prepared and you get to go and meet the children and the families and see in your backyard, this is the family yeah. that you're impacting. Um, so it's really hands-on experience. They're, you go through a background screening process and everything to make sure that you know they're safe on their side and our totally. side. Um, and then we also have 
just if you're not local, um, you can sign up to become what we call wishlisters, and mm-hmm. you get an email and a text anytime we posted a wishlist. Wishlister. <laughs> so I think you're a fairy of the night. Um, and then uh, we also have, um, you know, volunteer opportunities too for in our centers that we have to come in and sort donations. Mm-hmm. We actually right now have a group from the Breakers that are there because we had 14 Aww. bins of clothing donated, which is awesome, but it takes a lot of time to go through everything and get it where it needs to be. Um, for sorting and donating, is is there an age limit? Uh, no. So we okay. say um, for, Good to know. and what we also love is that we will have people that will further volunteer hours for school because yes. we have a lot of like high school students mm-hmm. and middle school students that need volunteer hours. And so they'll say, can I do a drive in for as much as I collect, get 10 volunteer hours? Or cool. we say two for, we. this is Smart my favorite kids. story. This is my favorite story. We have <laughs> a 16 year old boy that I don't think they volunteer as much anymore, but he needed all these volunteer, he went to King's Academy and he needed all these volunteer hours. And so his mom, would she would drive him around bless bless his little 16 year old soul (laughs) and she was like you're gonna go to that door and pick up that car seat and he like it was like mortified like i have to carry this car seat yes you do you want the hours you're picking up the chair and so she would make him like do everything like good for her like oh mom but he was just like in his teenage angst, like, oh, this is so oh, not fun. Yes. But, like, by the end of it, like, after he had done it quite a few times, he's like, is there anything else I could do to help? And I was like, oh, look oh, at that. We've turned a corner. We've turned a corner. So I think that's cool, too, because I you have, that. you can, like, we also say it's really good for volunteering for, like, moms that are busy that just need their kids in the car. A hundred percent why I was asking, because I know, personally, I know a lot of moms that might have younger kids that, mm-hmm. you know, are not in school yet, and they're always like, I want to volunteer and give my time somewhere, but a lot of places are, they're limited on, uh, you have to be a certain age right. to come in and do it. And I get it. Like food sorting facilities where you're in a big warehouse. You don't need and, a two-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> you don't need a two-year-old running around, but like going through bins and things like that, yep. totally something. So keep that in mind if you're in the area, because I think that's an awesome thing. I, yeah. I know my kids would easily do that. Yeah. So, yeah. okay. Definitely. That's very cool. I love it. Um, and then, um, tell me more, where was I going with this? Um, uh, we we talked about the volunteering. Oh, um, if you're a business, what if you're a business and you want to do um, a drive, a collection mm-hmm. drive that you mentioned? What's an item that you guys really need right now? Um, so right now our biggest need is clothing, <laughs> um, okay. always clothing. Mm-hmm. Um, but we also have a huge need for like children's hygiene items. So we get a we get a decent amount of like adult shampoo, but like. If I put adult shampoo in my four-year-old's, yeah. he's screaming because he's now It's has, burning. It's burning his eyes. <laughs> um, so we, a lot of those things, um, pull-ups, we have a really great um, relationship with the Cotton Bottom Diaper Bank, which they're like, we, we adore Aww. them. They're the just the greatest diaper bank in Palm Beach County. So we get continual supply of diapers every okay. month to Wonderful. meet our needs. That's great. Um, but we, so we don't usually have a need for diapers as much, but definitely shoes as well or mm-hmm. comfort items like new blankets or um, school Lovies supplies, and, backpacks, yeah. those kinds of okay. things. School uniforms. Um, wait, now that we're getting towards the end of the year, yeah. if you have school uniforms that your kids haven't totally trashed yet. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, most of ours are trash, but we definitely need those because we have kids that come in, not the trash ones, but we have kids that come in that need those items. And we're talking like the plain polos, polos and your khaki, khaki shorts yeah, and right. skirts and right. all that stuff. Exactly. Okay, that's great. So if you, you know, would like to donate those things, make sure you uh, check out Hands and Feet because they need, they need those items desperately. 
So uh, Bailey, thank you so much for joining us today. Um, incredible story. Uh, Bailey, watch Bailey, because I, I can't even imagine where Bailey's going to be in another five years. I look what she did too. So um, anyway, check out handsandfeet.com. Obviously on social media, you guys are all over social, which is amazing on Facebook and Instagram mm -hmm. to find your posts. Um, we'll put those links up here. And um, Bailey, anything else that you want to say before we before no, we go? Thank you for having me. Um, it's handsandfeetfl.com. Uh, okay, got Sorry. it. Thank you. Not handsandfeet.com. Handsandfeetfl.com. Yeah, but no, thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure. Okay, thank you. And thank you so much for joining us again on 501C TV. And as usual, we want to thank you so much to Kana House Studios, Wellington's first and only social content creation studio. Thanks for having us, and we'll see you next time. Thank you.